Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. and girls it's time for another exciting episode of thriller coin talk today is october 31st 2020 and we are talking bitcoin in november <laughs> Woo! we made it we made it to november and it's a uh, it's a beautiful day isn't it we passed 14k this morning and that was fantastic and uh, <laughs> quite frankly i can't wait to get into discussing what bitcoin's going to look like in november so let's do it let's let's start this Bitcoin in November. So I'm going to you know what? I'm going to start with the Bitcoin market health because I feel like we just really need to talk about where we're at. Right. Let's look. Let's look. Let's zoom in, ladies and gentlemen. So we have Bitcoin increasing in balance on exchanges. And the last time it did this here was in 2016. And it's looking like I'm just saying this is all from Glassnode. I'll put it here in the show notes. I'm not speculating. This is hard data. It looks like we're going to see an increase here coming up here in November, December, January, February. If we look at the Bitcoin number of new addresses, that is also increasing. We're about, you know, two thirds of the way close to where we were at here at the peak at 20K. So we're literally like not even, you know, I would say about about 200 addresses away on just number of new addresses that we're seeing every day. It's uh, honestly, it's crazy to think about. Now let's get into a trading shot chart. Let's do it. So we got to get to a trading shot chart because clearly this guy, this person, these group of people <laughs> have been right all year long. So we're not going to stray away from it. So he's looking at what possibly could look like a Santa rally in quotations. What does that mean? Well, that means that we're going to take a run at this 20K here in November leading into into December. So this is what he says. He says that this study revolves around the importance of this 13865 level that we just kind of broke through here this morning. This is, of course, what is known to most as a June 26, 2019 high and current resistance of Bitcoin's uptrend. Now, he thinks this person thinks that if we break through this level that we will have roughly the next 30 days to get things in more perspective and actually make that jump and have that Santa rally. That's <laughs> that's what he's calling it, a Santa rally. It's pretty, pretty exceptional. 
but there are some facts behind this, right? So this is all dependent on us holding the 500 day moving average. And that's pretty normal. I, from where we're standing right now, Bitcoin can hold that average. So I don't see that happening. The fact that it did break through 865, 13865 today does show that, hey, this is a possibility. This is possibly in the cards for November leading into December. Now, with, with with all that being said, we should make note of one other thing. That's right. There's a lot coming up here in November that we have to discuss. So does this look like current resistance for Bitcoin's uptrend? Yes. Have we passed it? Yes. Are we headed above 14K? Well, it kind of looks like it, right? We're, we're nearing 410 billion total market cap. And Bitcoin has nothing but great news going forward right now in the space. Everybody's bullish. But like I said, we have to pass and maintain this 14K level. And it looks like we currently are. So Santa Rally possible? I think so, ladies and gentlemen. But we have to discuss a lot more. Santa Rally is possible. Let's go Bitcoin. Okay, now let's get into key takeaways. This is all going to be in the show notes. Everything that I say, everything that I have documented will be in the show notes. And uh, quite frankly, I think this is probably one of those months you should look at the show notes. <laughs> I know I say that every month, but this one's uh, especially. So now that we talked Bitcoin health, market health, now that we've talked charts, let's let's dive into some key things that i'm looking at and as you know last month man we were pretty spot on with everything as far as uh, bitcoin in october so i think we're, we're getting better at this <laughs> okay so with all that being said let's let's dive into what to keep in mind because there's a lot of things that are going on this month but let's keep a couple things in mind now paypal venmo are going to roll out their crypto buying and selling. And that announcement was done last month, just like as we predicted. Um, now look for this to increase adoption in the next coming months. We all know that, right? Also, we need to stay tuned for what BACT is doing. I know I've been saying this every month since September, but seriously, they're currently in beta right now. They have more, they have more to release. They actually released more this week uh, and they're expecting a launch this year. This was said in their PR email. And uh, quite frankly, if that happens, if this happens, where they release it here in November, look for a big marketing push behind it. That's one thing that Backed really does is really try to have a big marketing push and that will likely kick off that Santa rally. You know, if, if people are saying like the Santa rally is gonna happen, well, this will probably kick it off. It's gonna be this big marketing push behind this back consumer app. Now, always be aware there are always other surprises in Bitcoin, especially around the holidays. So look for that to drop any kind of mergers or acquisitions. Another thing we need to realize too here recently, just this past week, Money 2020 was held virtually for the first time. And that's going to have a profound effect on banks and how they handle digital payments going forward. So we need to keep that in mind. Now, let's dive into what 
one of the biggest bullish things, at least for me, long term looks like for Bitcoin. Now, one of the biggest money managers is shorting the United States dollar. And this came out this week. And a lot of people aren't even recognizing this or even talking about this, which is quite frankly, just shows you how. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just backwards. So. The world's biggest money manager is shorting the dollar on expectations that the unprecedented fiscal and monetary stimulus will prolong its losses regardless of who wins the U.S. election. BlackRock, who we know the Fed has given trillions of dollars to right this year, earlier this year, are now short the United States dollar. How do you like them apples? <laughs> we give you trillions of dollars and then you go short, you go short us. And yeah, they're shorting us for the Chinese yuan, Indian ruby and Indonesia rupiah. Now this is according to Nareth Seth. He's the head of Asian credit in Singapore. Now this is all coming from Bloomberg, but like I said, this is probably privy information that no one else is paying attention to. And these three Asian nations are among those best to position from this benefiting of the United States dollar. Now, what does this look like for everybody else and, and the kind of global peers out there as far as money managers? Well, you know, if you look at Goldman Sachs and UBS, that they favor selling the dollar with just a week to the election day. And this is kind of what everybody's talking about. Everybody's trying to short the dollar right now. And this is all because of the view that the treasuries are growing likelihood of a significant fiscal expansion under a unified democratic government. Yeah, it's, it's a little political, but as you can see, the central bank potentially having room to ease further as we go into this next quarter. So that's big news. No one else is really bringing up these days is that BlackRock, one of the biggest money managers in the world, is shorting the United States dollar. Quite frankly, that's just a slap in the face. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know why people aren't, you know, rioting because of that. Like, that's just like they're just stealing from us at this point. Uh, OK, with all that being said, now we need to dive into what I'm calling Bitcoin future settlement date. So I think one of the biggest reasons we're seeing this rally this morning at to 14K is because of the future settlement date that's happening on November 2nd. So the contract expiration is the date at which futures contracts expire and the end trading activity. So prior to the expiration date, traders have a number of options to either close out or extend their open positions now without holding the trade to expiration. But some traders will choose to hold the contract and go to settlement. Now, since CME and CBOE Bitcoin futures are cash settled, the contract holder would receive the fiat value of the contract's price at the time of settlement. Now, does this have a price, an effect on Bitcoin's price? I think it does. And that's what we're clearly seeing right now. But Bitcoin, you know, is a derivative product offered by CME. So they're simply just a vehicle for accredited investors to place sophisticated and risk offsetting trades. So that would that, then you know, for the most part, that's going to be inaccessible to them. But looking at Bitcoin's chart in the past and compared it with other future settlement dates, we can clearly see that there is some price action before that settlement date and after that settlement date, whether that's in the positive or negative. It does mean that there's likely to be some some of that going this way. And that's what we're seeing it rally up. And let's see if it rallies up on the other side of November 2nd. Now, now that we have that covered, there's one more thing I want to bring up, and that's the United States election. And you know me personally, I, I really don't talk politics on the show. I hardly ever bring it up. I really hate talking politics to be to be to be truthful. And, and honestly, I think if anybody has listened, been listening to this podcast long enough, you'll kind of understand how I feel about government and just in general. So I think everybody knows like how I kind of feel about that. But with all that being said, we have to talk about it here. OK, so let's go ahead and do that now. Let's let's talk about it. And I, I, quite honestly, I'm not 
not going to pick one side or another. And quite frankly, I'm just focusing on Bitcoin and what that's going to do. So make no mistake, the United States election on the 3rd of November will have implications on the price of Bitcoin. Now, these are things that I've been kind of running through my head, like all of last week up until I would say this morning, I've really just been kind of kind of playing this narrative out. And, and I've been talking to other people and I've been I, I called up my brother, too, because he's really into stocks. And, um, you know, it's kind of getting his opinion on things and we're kind of, you know, going back and forth on some things. And I I think this is kind of where I'm. I think I've made up my mind on what I see happening here. Um, and this is just strictly kind of going by everything that I'm reading, um, everything that I'm listening to and kind of what my just my intuition is telling me. And like I said, this doesn't mean whether I'm right or wrong. But like I said, I feel like we do this every month. And when it comes to Bitcoin, I'm pretty, pretty close to a lot of it. I think I think it's going to kind of run either three ways. Right. I think. If Biden wins this election here on November 3rd, I think the whole narrative of Biden ruins the financial system is going to play out. Then, of course, Bitcoin pumps, right, because it's a safe haven digital asset. And then that kind of runs through this whole decade of just kind of monetary printing. We have digital dollars and we have, you know, Ethereum being that kind of platform for that. And we're kind of already seeing now on Ethereum where people are just printing tokens and Literally, it's basically all nation states, all banks will be able to create their own token. And we'll see that kind of play out over 2021, 2022, 2023 until we reach, I would say, probably towards the end of the decade where we reach a point where people start realizing, like, this is all just a Ponzi on top of a Ponzi. Right. And that's kind of my whole thing with Ethereum these days is I see the value. I see everything going towards it. I just know that as far as being the future of money and being what people want digital money to be. I just don't think going in a scenario where hyperinflating the digital dollar because we have already started hyperinflating the regular dollar. I don't the regular dollar. I don't think that's going to help anything. I think that's just going to make things worse. And I'm not trying to pick on Ethereum. I just think that it's the most viable platform that everybody is looking at right now. And I think with what the CFTC chairman said a couple of weeks ago, I think they're realizing that they can kind of get away with this kind of Ponzi scheme. Currently, what I'm calling the fiat system continuing and then not having to you know, explain any of it. Right. They can just say, oh, no, we moved on to the digital dollar and we're going to continue this fiat currency regime. And honestly, we're just going to keep printing digitally now. And yeah, everything's great. And then, yeah, any bank can make their own token now. And then before you know it, it just becomes everybody's making their own token. And then at that point, it's like, what are we doing? We're literally inflating assets to oblivion and it's all backed by the United States dollar. I think that that works us towards a decade of just tremendous like, you know, people just getting hurt. Right. So. That's how I see that playing out. I, I think over time, maybe there will be some kind of governance behind it. Maybe they'll release some kind of world token that has a, a, a real value like like Bitcoin. Who knows? But I just know long term in that scenario, Bitcoin wins hands down every single time because all roads lead back to Bitcoin because it's the only true digital value on the Internet. Right. It's really digital gold at, at the heart of it. Now, that's where I kind of predict if Biden wins. Now, if Trump wins, I think this kind of narrative of all stocks will rally, financial markets will continuously go up. Um, but that plays out 
with Bitcoin pumping in unison with traditional financial markets, right? As they kind of go higher. Now, in this scenario, I see everything going a little bit different. I know for certain that Trump is anti-crypto, anti-Bitcoin. We've seen it. He's, he's said it multiple times on Twitter. I like to take my president at what he says at face value. <laughs> so if we if we are listening to what he's saying, he is anti-Bitcoin, he's anti-crypto. Now, we have seen continued adoption of digital currencies with Mnuchin, even though he says he's anti-Bitcoin, Right. And we've seen what he's done by handing the reins over to Brian Brooks as comptroller. Now, he's kind of putting his gas, his foot on the gas pedal, trying to move this spaceship forward as far as digital currency. But I think long term for digital currency and what that means for Bitcoin, I think it, it I think it slows us down. I don't think that I don't think we have the scenario of regulators coming together faster to make this happen. I think in the Biden scenario, I think there's more regulation that's actually going to help us uh, to get resolved, to move over to digital dollars because they want to inject money into the hands of its citizens. But I think in the Trump scenario, I think everything's just going to go a little bit slower. We're not going to see that kind of unison as far as like getting everybody on board to direct inject money into the hands of citizens. Right. So we'll continue to see this kind of you know, thing kind of play out. And I think in that scenario, Bitcoin does pump, but I don't think it gets to, you know, crazy highs that we were anticipating. But I think in the Biden scenario, I think it does. Now, does Bitcoin win either way? I think it does. Long term, Bitcoin's inevitable. I think that has proven itself to be true. I think there's a greater chance of a Santa rally if Trump loses because most investors will try to maximize profit before he leaves office. Right. But I do think if Trump wins, it's it's going to go the way we've been going. And and as, and, I, and as I tell you kind of my recap at the end of this, you'll kind of understand like why I think at the, in that scenario, it, it goes that way. Uh, and it's not a bad thing. It's just that it just goes a lot slower. And I'll tell you the reason why here in a sec. Now, there's a third scenario to this, and I really didn't want to bring up this scenario, but this is 2020. And quite frankly, if we're not talking about um, these type of scenarios, then we're not doing our due diligence. So let's get into this kind of third scenario. me about this scenario two three days ago i would have given you a higher probability of this happening uh after really sitting with this for a couple days and really thinking hard about it and doing a little bit more research and really kind of talking talking it out to people i realized this probably has about 30 percent probability of happening so 
in this scenario, it's literally for the scenarios that we can't plan for. There's just so much we just don't know what's going to happen after the election. There's already talks about this here in mainstream media right now. Um, and I think in this scenario, if there is any type of uncertainty or any type of doubt or any type of just uh, sheer horror or just kind of um, uh the American public just being scared or even the world being scared for what's ahead. I think in that scenario, I think we're going to see traditional financial markets dump. And I think in this scenario, we, we do see Bitcoin dump as well, too. Um, and then people in that scenario will go back to cash as a safe haven, you know, making the dollar a little bit stronger. Now, I don't think this is going to happen. I do think it's a 30 percent probability of happening, but I don't think this will happen because of what BlackRock's doing. BlackRock's shorting the dollar. I think if they weren't shorting the dollar, I think then I could see this happening unless that's misinformation they're giving out to Bloomberg and trying to get people to to move away from the dollar that and that causes this. There's a lot of 3D chess going on out there, ladies and gentlemen, when you really dive down deep into the kind of the, the nuance of all this. So I will say this scenario is for things that we can't think of, right? And I'm sure if you do a little bit of searching out there, you can kind of see what's already being talked about. Um, and in that scenario where people are just uncertain or there's any kind of fear or there's any kind of doubt or anything with the pandemic or any type of rioting going on or any type of that, you know, that type of behavior happening here in the next, you know, seven days, I think then in that scenario, yes, I think Bitcoin could fall. Right. I think we could see it go back down to that nine point eight level, you know, which is a very strong level. Um, I don't think it, it could fall back down to three K, but I do think we could see that. And I don't think that's going to be sustained over the long term. But I do does. I do think that kind of kills our our kind of, you know, Santa rally that kills a lot of things, you know, happening. And I think that forces a lot of other companies to kind of push back news until next year, um, because why pump into a, a dead market? So um, but if that happens in two, you're going to see stocks as well fall as well, too. So it won't just be kind of Bitcoin doing this on its own. And um, that's for that's the third scenario I wanted to bring up. And quite frankly, I see that happening. I feel, I feel, feel like that's a 30 percent probability of happening. So what research and all the analysis I've done this week has told me is that we will see a gradual push to 16K by the end of November. This is now this is my conservative approach. As you know, in years past, I've always been really bullish and bullheaded when it comes to predicting the price for Bitcoin. But this year is when I really step back. And I think it's because having this subscription, it really makes me really pay attention to every factor, uh, good or bad. I try to be a little bit conservative on things, uh, which is one of the reasons why I said, you know, we'll be at 12K by the end of this month. I could have been really bullish and said 14K, but I said 12K to be conservative. And lo and behold, we're at 14K at the end of the month. Right. So I, I try to be conservative on these predictions as maintaining like, no, this is where I think we're going to be at, you know, at the if I'm saying 16K by the end of November, it's likely we could be at 18 or 19 or even 20. I'm just being conservative, right? So I think we will see a gradual push to 16K by the end of November. I think this is going to have a lot of contributing factors, ones we've already gone over. 
Um, but we do need to pay attention to this. And that is that when Bitcoin appreciates rapidly like this, all the attention and all the capital are sucked out of altcoins. Right. We've seen that in October. But in November, most I, I said all alts last month, but most alts, most alts will rise in November. And there's a couple of key things. And these are gimmies. You know, Cardano's going to have their ADA show up on Coinbase Custody for staking here in November. Uniswap's going to do some more airdrops here in November. We saw what happened last time in Bitcoin when that happened. Um, Ethereum phase zero launch is going to happen. So we're going to have some ETH staking. Those are gimmies. Those are things that you can expect pumps, you know, to occur during that time. And then that is going to force all roads to lead back to Bitcoin. Now, you're probably wondering, OK, Car, you gave us what you think the gradual push to the end of November is going to be. But what does your Santa rally look like for December? Now, I'm not going to cheat and give you Bitcoin in December at the same time I give you Bitcoin in November. But I will tell you, this is kind of close to a lot of that. I think that if I had to play, if I had to kind of play this out, I think my conservative bet has always said this year that we were going to and since March that we were going to hit 17K by the end of the year. I still think that's going to happen. I still think we're going to get to 17K by the end of the year. Right. I still think that's going to occur. And I think that will happen actually sooner than later. I think that's going to happen around December 7th through the 12th in that range. We're By December 7th, December 6th, December 12th, December 13th, the next month, we're going to hit 17K. And I think that's going to be the peak. Now, um, I've been saying 17K all year since March, but I think being conservative about that is 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 what I'm sticking with now as we head into December um, and I feel confident saying that I think if there's a Santa rally to occur, it's going to happen after Thanksgiving. And I would it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, a run into December. And then if we hit 17K where I'm predicting we're going to hit it between December 7th, you know, through the 12th, 13th, then there's an opportunity there to go even higher. Now, do I think we're going to go any higher? I can't tell you that for certain, but I can tell you my conservative bet is that we're going to hit 17K in that time frame in December. Now, if we go with the 30% chance probability that I talked about here earlier with the election, if we go that route, then everything I'm saying right now is completely invalid. So and that's my Bitcoin in November. And this is why y'all listen. This is why y'all subscribe. And this is why y'all want me around is to give you analysis and research like this that no one else in this point space is doing. Quite frankly, I wish somebody would do this. Like I want other people to do something like this so that I can be like, man, I was really wrong this month <laughs> and they were really right. But I haven't seen anybody else do it. Anyways, with that, let's get into Coin Talk. That's right. We have our Coin Talk show here to talk about. We have to talk all about it. There's more coins out there, but Bitcoin car. I know, but Bitcoin is the best. But we're going to dive into all of that starting now. time for coin talk my favorite part of the day i'm sure yours too i'm sure at this point there is so much information at the top of the show i'm sorry i'm sorry for that uh 
I've been I've been research. I felt like going into this. If you guys are subscribed to our Telegram, you kind of know. I felt like going into this like Bitcoin in November was going to be a tough call. And after really diving into the data and really like just kind of parsing everything, I, I realized like, no, it's it's clearly there. There's clearly something there that I'm not seeing. And it really cracked this morning when I was diving into it and kind of talking about it with with others um, that uh, was able to bring you all this. And, and it you know, it took about a week to get this together. But a lot of this stuff really comes really easy. Right. It's but ultimately, I think the hard the hard scenario parts are really just being in the space long enough to know how it's going to react. Is, is the hardest thing that you can't you can't you can't correlate with data, unfortunately, um, to a certain extent. OK, with all that being said, first off, we're going to be releasing our Halloween special tomorrow. Um, this Bitcoin in November took a lot of time to put together. <laughs> I know it might not seem like it. It, it kind of just seems like me. I'm rambling the whole time. But in reality, there's a lot to, to do there. Uh, so we're going to do our our Halloween episode for our main channel, uh, and that's going to really get released tomorrow. It's, of course, over probably the scariest Bitcoin story that's ever been, you know, because we've done we've done a couple few of these already at this point. Every Halloween we do a, a Bitcoin special or a crypto special. We talk about some of the scariest things that ever happened. <laughs> and this is probably one of the scariest things that ever happened. But this was Bitcoin's biggest hack in its history. Yeah. One hundred and eighty four billion of Bitcoin from thin air. We're going to talk about it. It's called the value overflow incident happened a long time ago. And most people don't know about this, but we're going to talk about it here on our Halloween special coming out tomorrow. So look for that to drop. And I think that's it. I think that's all I got. That's all I wanted to mention. Um, yeah, I think that's it. OK, with that, let's get into coin talk. That's right. Favorite part of the day. We got to talk about this. But before we do that, we got to roll the disclaimer, because quite frankly, at this point, we don't know who's in or out. Once uh, the SEC gets changed over, once the CFTC gets changed over, like what's what's happening here? We'll, we'll have to decide how strict they're going to be. But at least we have Crypto Mom out there, right? She's out there protecting the troops, protecting us <laughs> from everything. <laughs> With that, let's roll <laughs> the disclaimer. Remember, Killer Podcast is not good all right it's time for coin talk my uh, favorite part of the day <laughs> i'm sure yours too um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about cryptocurrency here we'll probably just run it down the line today uh i mean no one's really trading anything but bitcoin <laughs> at this point but did you see that 14k this morning wasn't that spectacular uh i i know i know quite frankly when i saw that i was just like we did it we did it ladies and gentlemen Awesome, you know, quite frankly, I really, I really thought, you know, for a second that we weren't going to get above 14K. I, I, I didn't think we think so. Ain't 
Well, if we look at Bitcoin right now, it's it's at 13.8K. And uh, it's it's doing things that we didn't know it could do. <laughs> at least not again, right? I mean, the funny thing is we all knew we were going to be here at the end of the year, but we didn't know how fast that was going to come. It really hit me, though, when we passed the 400 billion mark earlier in August. And then when we passed it again here recently, I was like, OK, now this is the time because if Bitcoin runs, it usually runs within like 15 to 20 days. And I knew it was going to do something here. Um, so it's just it's just fantastic to see. I mean, it's been a long year. It's been one of those tumultuous years, <laughs> 2020. And uh, yeah, it's just great. It's great to see Bitcoin do its thing now. And now it's everything's in front of us. Uh, and we like we discussed earlier in the show, there's a few different scenarios we can go down and we'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out. Um, uh, but yeah, so look at Ethereum. We have it at three hundred eighty six dollars. It's down uh, 1% today, but quite frankly, that's not not too bad for Ethereum, right? I mean, if it gets if it gets anywhere near what people are, are projecting uh, once the phase zero rolls out next month here in November, um, then at that point, I think $500 is inevitable. <laughs> Just base level Ethereum prices, right? Uh, XRP, I don't know what it's gonna do. It sounds like they're gonna leave the United States. Sounds like Ripple's going to leave the United States and that will further tank the price of XRP, in my opinion. Uh, Chainlink still a stud here at eleven dollars at, at number six. I uh, got Bitcoin Cash, Bcash at two hundred and sixty two dollars. Uh, it just sounds better. Bcash. Uh, we got we got a uh, polka dot at four dollars and twenty cents. You know, I didn't want to talk about Binance, but, you know, it's one of those things where like now this week there's more stuff that came out. That's showing them to be a little bit, you know, not positive on the regulatory side. But quite frankly, like, what do people expect? Like, you know, this I've been one of those people that have always said, you know, why are you going to put trust in an exchange that um, clearly is not transparent with how they do things? And I'm not saying every exchange out there is transparent, but there's some exchanges that look super shady. And then there's some exchanges that don't look nearly as shady. I'm going to go with an exchange that's not nearly as shady. Right. So <laughs> I just find it amazing to me that some people will still use Binance and they feel safe with their Bitcoin there. Not me. Not me. Never me. Uh, we got Litecoin at $56. We got uh, Cardano at nine cents. I do think that's going to pump once once we once it gets launched on Coinbase custody. That thing's going to pump, man. It's going to be ridiculous how that thing's going to pump. I think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, I think that's going to happen. I think that's inevitable, but we'll see. There's a lot of gimmies like this, but I don't I don't think anybody's paying attention to that one. I think people are going to be kind of shocked when they do see it go go parabolic. People are going to be like, whoa, really? And I'm going to be like, yeah, we've been knowing about, about that since July. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. But um, yeah, we got EOS at $2.53. I really don't know what this chain is doing anymore. Um, literally see nothing there from their developers, right? I don't, I don't want to say it's one of those ghost chains, but quite frankly, man, um, block one made out like a bandit. Uh, they really did. Uh, it was basically <laughs> in all honesty, looking back on it now, EOS was just a security that helped finance block one to invest in other cryptocurrencies and other and other companies here in the uh, crypto space. That's all. That's all it did, right? 
Uh, and that's what it turned out to be. And then EOS is just a ghost chain now. Uh, we got Tron at two cents. <laughs> Did you see? So so Justin Justin's son does this thing where he like invents new cryptocurrencies at least two a year, uh, at least by my count. Every year he invents two new cryptocurrencies. Um, he, he usually just like forks like somebody else's GitHub and then calls it a new cryptocurrency. Anyway, this, this year he just made something called uh, like kind of like Chainlink, but it's called Just Link. <laughs> so it's like, gosh, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of Tron. I think everything they do is super scammy, but people make money off of it. I don't I don't see how. I feel like the only person that's making money off it is Justin Sun. Uh, I wouldn't throw any money on that thing. That's just ugh. We got Stellar at seven cents. So it actually went back down after the big news last week about it getting its own United States dollar trading on the XLM network. That's pretty cool. Uh, we got Tezos at $1.99. Man, I'm getting more and more spam from Tezos these days. <laughs> and it's not bad spam, but it's, it's, it's kind of like a gray mail, I guess you could say it's gray mail because it's technically something I didn't sign up for, but um, they have my name somewhere. Anyways. It looks like there's development going on there on Tezos, so that might be something to watch later on. I'm quite, quite frankly, I'm not looking at any alts this this December right now, other than the ones we've already, I'm already, I'm already holding on to, and we've discussed that earlier this year here in June and July. Um, Cosmos four dollars sixty three cents. I think I still think they have room to room to grow as far as a developer community. I'm not. I'm not holding any Cosmos right now. I just quite frankly don't think it's um, going to do much of anything as far as um, any kind of developer activity. I, it, to me, it, it seemed like once the main guy left that chain, it just lost all kind of notoriety for me. I mean, I just don't see it becoming anything um, here in the next you know six months. And, and that's not to say it's not going to rise the price. Everything will rise in a bull market, but. Long term, I'm a little bit less bullish on, on Cosmos or actually a lot more less bullish on Cosmos than others. Um, um, yeah, we've got Filecoin at $31 and 22 cents. I'm surprised that's still holding. <laughs> we, got, we got Zcash, Zcash at $58, uh, Ethereum Classic at $5, Uniswap at $2.31. So they're actually voting on a proposal right now to give everybody who has an Argent wallet address and a uh, couple other ones like Dharma. And there's a whole there's a whole list of it, I think, through Cointelegraph. And they're going to be giving everybody like 400 uni. Um, but I think I think what we were talking, we were talking about in Telegram, but I think that's I think that's already been transpired as far as what the addresses they're going to get them. I don't remember if I actually did a swap on Uniswap on the Argent wallet. I feel like I did, but there's a chance that I did it. I know I definitely use a Dharma wallet this year um, for TLX, but I don't know if, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't remember. So there's a good chance, you know, we, we could see car could see an extra 1200 Fiat <laughs> this December. But uh, I'll let you know because I, I went ahead and did the swap anyway because I was like, well, let me just have some Ethereum sitting there. Let me just try it and see if it works. And I'll, I'll let you all know if, if we if I do get the um, the free uni. But I really love this thing where Ethereum is creating tokens out of thin air and giving it to people. Uh, for no reason, like <laughs> I, I mean that sincerely, and I know it's I know, I know I've said some horrible things about you know, about that in the past, but I I really think there is something to that, you know. 
uh, creating tokens out of thin air and then giving them to people and then uh, deriving value from it. I think that's that's pretty cool. Uh, And if they keep doing that, that's one hell of a way to grow the network and to get other people participating. And and quite frankly, if the United States government can do it, why can't Ethereum? (laughs) I'm going to get all sorts of trouble for that for that statement. Uh, we got maker at $522. I'm still holding maker. I'm, I'm a long time believer in, in, in what maker's doing. I really, I really do. I know a lot of people disagree on that, but I, I really think maker is probably one of the things that when we look back at this decade of, of this young cryptocurrency market, people are going to look at maker and be like, wow, now that, that was something that was different. And I think a lot of people are going to take from that and continue to take from that as far as governance and structure uh, for what a, a DAO can be, possibly. Uh, we'll see. Um, and I think that's it. I don't see anything else that's catching my eye. Digibyte was supposed to go on Coinbase this year. That didn't happen. I still can't believe that uh, Decred has gotten no like notoriety this year. That's just... Man, it's making me hold my DCR <laughs> a lot harder these days because I feel like maybe they just don't, maybe they just not promoting it enough or maybe there's just not a lot of people out there that are aware of its capabilities and how truly, you know, flawless their governance structure is. But man, it's just tough seeing that one because I feel like, you know, Coinbase is looking at fucking Tron, <laughs> but they're not looking at Decred. It's just like really you think it's it's just it's just sad um and i think kyber networks at 79 cents that's a good buy right there at that price in my opinion and i think that's it i think that's all i got okay with that let's get on to the end of the show
Talk is Dunsies. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate you. If you guys want more of what we do here on Thriller Crypto, head over to thrillerx.com. Thrillerx.com. We usually do posts there. I haven't done one in a while, but I'll probably post something here this weekend. And then also we have our happy Halloween special coming out tomorrow. So look for that to drop. And remember, you get lonely out there. Buy Bitcoin. Save the world. That'll keep you less lonely. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcasts with R. Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything R said likely won't come true. It's up to you. Now that do your own research, listen to other things that start their name with crypto and not R. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time. Thank you.